and welcome to the Just Me Podcast, produced in association with the Armory. I am one of your co-hosts, Destiny Adetta. I'm another one, Andy Fitch. And I'm another one, Heather Jules Booth. Hey, everybody. Hi. And we have a guest. And I'm going to... Andy, do, 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 your, do your Andy thing. <laughs> one line thing. Yeah. Uh, this podcast, <laughs> we have a guest on to talk about something that's unique to them. And this week, our guest is everyone's favorite, Tony DeFeo. Oh, that's... I'm already <laughs> blushing and you just started... Oh, thank you. It's very nice to be here. Thank you for having me. Yay, Tony. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. Um, so let's get right into it. Let's, cool. let's, what, is, what is your Just Me thing? Uh, this, is, this is hard. It's a very, I will say it's a very interesting, compelling idea for a podcast, but it's hard to really like think about like what makes me me. <laughs> if I really get down to the nitty gritty of something that I think is unique to me, and I think it's uh, rules and my love and fear of them, fear of breaking them, love of having them, just makes me comfortable to know what the rules are. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, I, know, I know it's like not an easy concept, but like it, it to explain because I don't think a lot of people feel that way. But I love <laughs> knowing what is expected of me and what I am not allowed to do because I feel it takes a lot of pressure off social situations. Do you have? Are there normally rules? And like, I mean, even in terms of that, like. You like the like, don't call a girl before two weeks or not two weeks, two like five. What I don't know what it is. I haven't yeah, dated in a long time. Two yeah. weeks. Yeah, you yeah. don't call a girl for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you meet a girl and, you and wait then you're two, like, why doesn't wait she a talk fortnight? To me? Right. <laughs> wait you, a fortnight. You wait. <laughs> you wait so that the first call is. I don't know if you remember me, but uh, that's, the, that's yeah. the way to a girl's heart, right? Yeah. You know that guy respectfully <laughs> looking at you two yeah. weeks ago through the bushes. Yeah, yeah. that's me. That actually brings up one of the problems with my life philosophy is a lot of rules suck and a lot of rules are bad and they change constantly and it makes me angry <laughs> when there's a rule that I, I fundamentally disagree with because I'm like, this shouldn't be. Such as? Like, I mean, I, we can go throughout the laws of history you know, <laughs> and then, then find pick out a number of them Just a rule. that are bad. Um, yeah. Can, yeah. But I mean, can you give me one that where of recently one that, you were just sort of like, that shouldn't be a rule. This shouldn't be a rule. Hmm. <laughs> My goody two shoes brain is not allowing me to conjure anything right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. What? I think, I think when I learn more about rules that people don't really like think about, like we like, I don't want to get political. Like when you learn about voting and like what it means to vote and like, what are laws that allow people to vote and stop them from other ones? It's like, Oh, the maybe there it starts to open your mind like wow maybe the whole system is rigged maybe yeah. my life philosophy shouldn't is wrong so do you have like a um do you remember the first time you were conscious of what a rule was and like um, that you liked following it or you felt like something was missing until i had this thing like where where did this first start i used to i was a real wild kid like when i was very oh. young like three four five i was really misbehaved I was that kid who like bit people, like in <laughs> class and stuff. All right. Um, Unprovoked. Un. I mean, you know what? Looking back, I think they deserved it, yeah, and probably. I would bite. I would go back to that preschool and bite all of them again today. Um, but no. I, later in life, I ran into one of my uncle's friends. Uh, my uncle used to live with me when I was that age, and I guess he came over to like hang out one day, and then I saw him twenty years later, and then he was like, "I can't believe you're not in jail." <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I, I knew you when you were a kid. And I was like, I, you made me never have children. Like, I, you know, at the time, at the time, he was like, I'm never having kids. 
because of the, your behavior. Right. That's not a thing you ever tell anybody, though. That's I know. Like the, yeah, that's, know. wow. Yeah. I mean, I think he has kids at this point, but there was probably a lot of, like, conversations with his partner to be like, I don't know, I met this kid Since once. Since kids <laughs> bit everyone. He was bad. He's like, can't deal with it. Yeah. yeah. And then I think once I got to, like, elementary school, I switched schools and I didn't really have any friends. Um, like, you know, just immediately because I was the new kid. And I started to get a lot of, like, positive reinforcement from my teachers when, like, I would behave or sit down or, like, not goof around like all the other kids. And I started to take, like, solace in that. Uh, Hmm. And I think it probably started there. Hmm. Um, I I remember one of the first rules that I was like, this rule is bullshit, was uh, the, in case of a fire alarm, everybody line up by height order. Because I was still always, like, the tallest kid. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know this either. Yeah, like, if you had to leave, like, if you had to evacuate the room... Uh, everybody was supposed to line up by height order. And I was the tallest kid. I, like, I get what you're saying. I'm just saying, <laughs> this is a rule to me that I yeah. agree is Wait, total BS. Yeah. And we didn't have this rule in like, school either. You should just be getting kids out. Yeah. Right? yeah, you should be, but that's not how they did it. Would the tallest go first or The tallest last? go last. Because they're most like an adult? I guess. No, the flames have know. to reach higher if you're tall. Yeah, and yeah. like in my mind, I was always like, yeah, we'll make this rule now, but if there's a fire... I'm bigger than all you motherfuckers, so like, <laughs> I'm just gonna go, and you're all gonna deal with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was one of the first rules. I was just like, this. "That's crazy." Yeah. Why? Why should I die fire? Right. Because like, yeah, I grew taller early. Did right. you? Did you do a lot of like fire drills? Yeah. Did you not? Like, I w- I was still of the generation, um, and everybody who's listening is gonna. Uh, I was still in the in the like uh, hide under your desk like. Uh, duck and cover Duck and cover drills Yeah Whoa really? Whoa. Yeah Yeah we had to Yeah I'm old Were they still Was this like a holdover From the cold war? Or <laughs> yes like... Yeah we would, we would like Have to go Like figure out How we could get Like totally under our desks And like They would do like A little alarm When you had to hide under there See we never had that We'd... Did you hear that? I said, we never had that We never <laughs> had that But what we did have Was uh, <laughs> We did We did a ton of drills But like never They were for like If we, there was an earthquake and Western New York had maybe one earthquake in my lifetime that anybody felt. Yeah. Uh, we had fire drills often, but rarely were they the ones where like they would sound the alarm and we would go outside. But they were always super organized in the way that the teachers knew how many kids there were and where they were. It wasn't like a <laughs> I don't, like it was, it line wasn't. up by birth date or something. Like I, there was no you know we had a very specific stipulation. Rule. And I also hated that they did fire drills in college but they knew that nobody would be around during the day so they would only do the fire drills like in the middle of the night so once a year you were guaranteed to go outside in geneseo in upstate new york in the middle of the winter like oh yeah in a fire drill and i was like fuck you i mean i'm grateful for that because the number of times there was an actual fire in a dorm my freshman year like startled me Really? How it many was, fires did you have? It was it was the stuff where like people were just they'd have like a candle or oh, something yeah. like that or like a hot plate would set like a paper on fire or something like it was very like simple stuff that would just set off the sprinklers and the entire buildings and they were these like H shaped buildings so they kind of connected uh, at the corners so everyone would have to leave and you go out into the middle of the quad and in my head I'm like we are in the center of the fire <laughs> if this happens well, that's the eye of the storm right. the safest yeah. place but my yeah for a very small <laughs> amount of time if you're like running along with the storm you're totally fine quick tangent my favorite thing about that was the first one was at probably two in the morning uh, and it was pouring rain and it was like 
just when it's right before it starts to snow. So it's super cold out and it's pouring rain and it's the middle of the night and everybody's kind of freaking out because the, the, the fire department got there really fast, which generally mm. means like they were either close or it's bad or both. Yeah. Uh, and so we're all just kind of like huddled in a different building and I'm kind of looking around at everybody and like significant others are holding each other and uh, some people grab their laptops and some people just had like their wallet and keys in their hand. And there's a dude who was just in boxers. <laughs> he was like, had his hand, had his hand and he was just holding a, a power strip. <laughs> what? Oh my God. Like Why? a white plug end and then like. No, he was. I just like to think he was like, "What do I get? What do I? What do I save?" And he grabbed that and left. That's so weird. Oh I don't know. That makes me grab laugh. your coat. Yeah. Um, anyway. Oh, do you guys? Can I quick thing about more drills? Do you guys ever have a bear drill? No. 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 One time, I don't even know if it was a drill. This memory is kind of fuzzy, but one aspect of it is very like clear. Bears. It was in a. Oh, I hate them. Couldn't. Couldn't. I couldn't tell you a bear I met and liked. Um, <laughs> I was in a sixth grade and there was like a bear because like I was fairly rural where I grew up and there was a bear like sighting reported. So like they didn't let us like move from one classroom to the next. Like we were just locked down until like the bear had gone, I guess. And I was sitting there and like I wasn't really paying attention. And then this kid turns to me, Mikey. Can I say his full name? Yeah. Mikey Cunningham. Yeah. He turned to me. I mean, he's probably listening, but that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) He said, what are you going to do if the bear comes in? And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. I don't know. Oh. And then I was like, what are you going to do? He's like, I'm going to jump on the teacher's desk. I'm going to open her drawer. She keeps the big scissors in the drawer. I'm going to grab those. I'm going to jump on top of the filing cabinet next to the door. And when he comes in, I'm going to stab him right in the eye. All right. What Do we know what Mikey does now? Uh, No. Mm-hmm. I think he might have gone to law school. Oh, okay. This is an old acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, and I was like, "Wow, I'm never prepared for this. I was just gonna hide under my desk and, you and know, right." But wait. I, but that's what Mikey's for. Yeah, like, we need yeah. Mikey's, Mikey's got to plan out how to stab <laughs> yeah. a bear with scissors. Yeah, he was ready. And this was this was in Westchester. Yep, Westchester County, New York. I didn't think that there were like rampant bear things. There aren't. I mean, I live very. <laughs> I, it was like this is an isolated incident. I live close to a place where there are a lot of bears. Uh, bear Mountain. Um, oh, they're not even that many bears anymore. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm just afraid of hiking. <laughs> so I assume that there are bears there. Well, I mean, hence the name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm never going to, I'm never going to fight a bear. Bear drills. I've made that, I've no, made that I'm fight. never going to sit there and plan out how to stab a bear with scissors on top of a filing cabinet. Yeah. I mean, great. Hats off to him, but. It might save your life. It might. Yeah. Or it, the bear might be, what the hell is this kid? Yeah. But the, but this 11 year old child yeah. doing but yeah. the, this is why i invite andy to things because i know in a bear situation is he the bear or is he mikey andy, andy, he's, andy's, he's, andy's far more andy's got a knife on him right now he knows what to do i don't have a knife on you do i mean he's like, an apple but but andy for the viewers at home andy made a face like, i have two I don't knives have one right now <laughs> but like clearly he has had one right um right andy's gonna take care of the situation if that happens i've been trained to like deal with bears yeah see but it was like in like New Mexico where like the threat of like, like we were hiking in like the mountains and stuff, like areas where like people don't go. So like the chances of you encountering a bear or a bear coming to to your site to like eat whatever food you stupidly left out 
I know what to do when a bear comes. Right. That, like, that's why. You punch it in the nose. <laughs> punch it in the nose? I'm not even kidding. That's also what you do for sharks, right? Right. Is it's this... the same kind of thing. It's like a ton of like nerve endings, right? It's like the equivalent of like a kick in the groin. Hmm. Okay. And the chances of it that part of the bear being close to you are very high <laughs> if there's an attack. So Yeah, they don't usually go ass first and try to sit on <laughs> yeah, you right. and smother you. Uh, I've said it before, but in an apocalypse situation, I'm sticking by Andy because I know that he knows how to make a fire, he knows how to hunt. He and knows he how is, to punch a bear. He knows how to punch a bear, and he's going to feel guilty about leaving the blind guy to die in that an apocalyptic true. situation. I don't want anybody to die. Right, see, yeah. but a lot of other people will be like, you're dead weight, see you later. But I feel like you would have a lot of guilt kicking in. So. <laughs> you think guilt is my only motivation? <laughs> no, but it would be part of it. <laughs> what do you mean on the table? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I, like, uh, I'm sticking by you in an apocalypse situation. That, see, I mean, see, to me, like this, all of you, but but Andy's. Yeah, Andy's no, oh, li- I know. No offense taken. I also feel Andy is crafty. And you uh, don't think that yeah. that would be a detriment to you as well? What? Because if I have that amount of guilt that I wouldn't want to leave anybody behind, the chances of me like trying to help everyone help and out, just yeah. like screwing us all over by not—I mean, that's possible. But but I'm selfishly thinking that you'll probably stick up for me more because you're like, well, he he's more screwed. The other people can take care of themselves. Not because you're my friend, right? I mean, uh, uh, that well, would be part of it. Okay. And, and Andy Andy's going to be nice and feel guilty, but deep down, Andy's going to have some people that he's like. Mm, I'm just going to say, I really hope okay. this never happens. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, do you, um, I want to point out that when Tony entered your apartment, the first thing he did was ask shoes on or shoes off, <laughs> which yeah. is yeah, rule. A, a rule clarification. <laughs> yeah. What are the rules of this room? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are no rules oh, wow. when it comes to shoes. So I hate that. So like, <laughs> do you have like a, a, is that something you do often? Like when you enter a new situation, you immediately try and like assess it for what the rules would be or you ask what the rules would be? Oh, yeah. I think I'm, uh, I have learned that people aren't usually thinking about it as much as I am. Like I'll walk into a space and be like, all right, I wonder what everyone's thinking constantly all the time. What are the best, what's the best way to do all of this? Like, you know what I mean? How is every, how can everyone have, you know, the most optimal time? What is the rule set for that? Um, and I kind of let that go as I get older. Cause I'm realizing that like <laughs> people don't like it when you make up imaginary rules for like life <laughs> for them without them knowing. Well, I was just going to ask like, what do you think to me? There are a ton of unspoken rules, uh, which yeah. kind of melds into I, what I would call just common sense. But yeah. like, what do you do? You, are there unspoken rules that you strictly adhere to? Um, this is going to be a little New York centric, but, uh, subway wise, um, if you're standing in front of the doorway and the door's open, you excuse yourself to go to the outside and let people in. However, a lot of people crowd the sides of the door, so then sometimes I get forced to the back of that line, and I think that shouldn't be the way it is. I think there should be a little buffer space for people who need to exit the train in order to let people on, and then they're at the front of the line, they get first dibs to come back on. Obviously, I sound like a crazy person. I disagree. I, I'm totally on board with it. Yeah, That's no, the only way yeah. civilization works. Yeah. I know. Because otherwise you end up, you also end up getting pushed a lot. And like you have like the situation where three people are pushing you in different directions. Yeah. 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 I had a situation today where um, like somebody was, again, New York centric, but uh, somebody was just leaning against the pole, like in the middle Mm -hmm. and like everybody wanted to try and grab it, but he was just like back to the pole. And I was like, do you not understand how this works? Like you're taking up all of the surface area of the pole with your body. You know, you do. 
What do you do? You just put your hand on his shoulder, yep. and that's how you yep. <laughs> I will. Like, if I, I will, can't grab the pole, I'm grabbing you. Buddy. I will literally, yeah. if that's the, well, I will take my hand and wedge it right where the person's like back is. The small of yeah. your back. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> how, you're gonna do that? Great. Game's on. Yeah, I saw a man broke a rule the other day that I had. I didn't even know it was a rule until it was broken. So I was getting ramen from this place near me. I like this like deli that like sells like every kind of food. And there's dumplings that come in the ramen. And then he puts the broth in. He puts in four dumplings. He puts in all the toppings. Before he puts the cover on, he takes one of the dumplings out and puts it back in the dumpling bucket. And... I thought to myself, I was like, how dare you? <laughs> like, once it goes in my thing, that's my I own that, yeah. Right? And then, but I guess maybe he made an error. Like, you're supposed to only put three in per order. But it had gone in the... But it was in my thing. Oh. And at that point, that's mine. And I was filled with just righteous indignation. <laughs> and I wanted to make a scene, but I didn't. I let it go. Had you paid? No, I hadn't paid mm. yet. <laughs> But I was like, you broke a rule. Like, that's not Did right. you say that to him? No. I, I, <laughs> you broke a rule. <laughs> you broke a rule. I have a little whistle or a horn. You should. I know. I, I had I know. seen somebody broke a rule, break, break a subway rule that just, it so blew my mind because I didn't think this was like an option. Yeah. But like when you were saying like, don't sit, don't stand in front of the doors, there were these two girls who not only stand, stood in front of the doors, they sat in front of the doors, like, like butt on the floor, legs fully out. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, hmm. didn't move when people were coming in. And I was like, what? First of all, nobody touches the floor in the subway, like, on purpose. But they were totally... And when I say girls, I, I use that in a way that I probably shouldn't have. They were probably 19 or 20. Uh, so it wasn't, like, a little kid. And I was just, like, just seeing people, like, sit on the floor. I was like, but that's not a thing. That's not... A, you can't yeah. do, like... My brain wouldn't process anybody just sitting on the floor of the subway and just legs out like everybody can trip on them and not moving. And it was just one of those things where it was just so uh, over the top that I couldn't handle it. Were, were they, yeah. were they just like being defensive or were they sort of, they were just having a good time by things. Okay. They were just they were enjoying a good themselves. Yeah. Right. They were just enjoying themselves. Hmm. Oh. Did people yeah. yell at them? Uh, no. Cause I think everybody was like, but you can't do yeah, like, I, I can't, yeah. I can't acknowledge you because that would be acknowledging Excuse me, what you're doing. Tony, would that have made you angry? Um, it depends. I also like to give people the benefit of the doubt <laughs> sometimes. Uh, it's like maybe they know something about sitting on the floor that I don't know. Of the subway? You, you know I, I would mean? love I mean, to know what they know yeah. about sitting on the floor yeah. of the subway. It <laughs> seems like a horrible idea, and it <laughs> makes me disgusted just hearing you talk about it. Yeah. Because who knows what was down there in the touch of those um, people's yeah. bodies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, like shorts. So their legs were, t- like, their oh, whole yeah. back of their this legs were touching. It gets worse and worse. Yeah. This is... Don't like that. Yeah. No. So, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So there are certain rules that uh, you cannot... They have yeah. flesh-eating bacteria yeah. now. They, they must, right? Yeah. yeah. I think so. How often do you... Would you call out someone... Oh, breaking your rule. Never. Really? Never. (laughs) Never once. You just, like, a mental checklist? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Black book. I don't, I don't love confrontation. Yeah. Um, And usually, you know, people who tell people to follow the rules are police and they love confrontation. (laughs) And I am, I'm just allergic to it. But uh, the only time, and usually I can get away with that pretty well, except in relationships, is when my fear of rule breaking is sometimes a bother to the person who just wants to like cut loose a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my girlfriend and I, we live together now 
and we don't really have any outdoor space, but we can go onto her, onto the fire escape. Like every once in a while to just like hang out and like get some fresh air and she'll go out there and I will stare at her until she comes back inside <laughs> like a crazy person. You're like, it's not a fire. You're, you can't go out there and look at the fire. It's more like, I know we're not allowed out there. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's, it's insane. Like Heather just, Heather just gave me this look like I, can you like your girlfriend's a saint? Like how could she, <laughs> like you must know how to cook or something because that is, <laughs> that is unforgivable behavior. Oh, no, it's forgivable. I'm yeah. just like, I'm, I'm actually just imagining like Tony, the ball of anxiety. Of oh just yeah. Like, just like, just like waiting and be like, oh man, it's really nice inside, you know, like trying to coerce her back yeah, in. I really like her. it indoors. Yeah. Um, Tony, what, I mean, obviously you, you do theater and acting and performing, but like, what else do you do? Um, because I'm curious how, like, were you attracted? Cause you mentioned cops. Oh yeah. Were you ever attracted to careers like that? Or did you ever want to do something like that? That where your rule abiding um, comes in handy? If I'm being honest, I never really got joy from joy from it. It was hmm. just a way for me to feel comfortable. Like, hmm. like I used this example before, like when I go to the, like a bank or anywhere that has like velvet ropes, like, and I'm with somebody and they'll just like walk around the ropes if there's no one in them, but I will walk through the ropes because, okay. you know, I don't know what might happen. <laughs> but, Do you jaywalk? Hmm? Do you jaywalk? I didn't for longer than I probably, you know, care to admit, but now I do. So do you break laws ever? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I break some laws. I break some key laws that I, <laughs> that, that I think deserve to be broken. That you want to commit to on tape. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> fine. I mean, I'm probably not going to run for president. I, I, I did in Probably. Yeah. He didn't say no. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so when I first but, came But if the, you do, can you, uh, can you announce on this podcast? I oh, appreciate absolutely. It. Okay, cool. I'll announce now I'm running 2020. Like it's, it's, uh. <laughs> it's in the works. I have no signatures yet, but I'm yeah. very prepared to you get You're a running mate? Um, no, I'm running solo. I think oh, no yeah. VP, no VP. No VP. So I don't need anybody. All right. Yeah. That's your own rule. I know. That's my, <laughs> that's my one rule. If I die, the presidency over. Yep. Um, <laughs> we, we just shut down America. Yeah. 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 No more. Cool. Uh, but back to jaywalking. Yeah. Um, I didn't for a long time and then, you know, slowly you get more confident and I'm like, yeah, I think I might, I think I might Dustin Hoffman right across the street. I might, I might jaywalk. <laughs> you were Becker a car. Oh yeah. Oh, oh I, my I, God. I love Beckering. <laughs> Oh, I'm yeah. just trying to keep that alive. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, no, it's been like three or four episodes. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you, you brought it back. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I was probably in New York for maybe like two months. And at this point, I'm very comfortable jaywalking. For about three weeks, I've been very comfortable yeah, sure. jaywalking. And I'm about to not look, just go right into a street. And all of a sudden, this van blows through a red light and rear ends this car that's like right in front of me. And it scared the crap out of me. And then I was like, all right, maybe cut it. Take it easy, Tony. You flew a little too close to the sun with the jaywalking. <laughs> wow. so pull, yeah. pull it back. It was God's way of saying, stop it. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. All the rules. <laughs> uh, like with what, what Heather had brought up, uh, you had told us earlier that you were a lifeguard. Oh, yeah. How does that play into your, your uh, maybe not love of rules, but uh, yeah. your, your interest in them? That's definitely an excellent... I didn't even make that connection. When you said career... I got thrown because lifeguarding was not a career. It was just, you know... It was a calling? It was a calling. It was a vocation. (laughs) Yeah, I saw a burning bush and they were like, you must... It's just like I wouldn't imagine Tony's like, oh, I can't wait to like pedal drugs. Like, Oh yeah, not what I'd imagine. I like that you said pedal, <laughs> like you know, Tony. Tony to pedal, not deal. Because <laughs> I wouldn't deal. I would pedal if I had yeah. drugs. Tony is a purveyor of drugs. It, yeah. it seemed, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but yeah, yeah, I was a lifeguard for five or six years. And I think that probably came more from my love of swimming. Like I was a competitive swimmer for most of my life. Um, but no, I'm old now. Not most, some, <laughs> some of my life. Um, but yeah, I was, I was a good lifeguard. Yeah. I love, oh, I love telling kids to not run cause I don't want them to get hurt. You know, it's not that I'm like, everyone thinks a lifeguard is just like on a power trip and we are, but also we care. We really do. <laughs> That's the kind of person I want there to like save yeah. my life. Yeah. Oh yeah. But here's, here's, I was thinking about it earlier. Here's the problem. In terms of like the amount of time a lifeguard is saving a life. Oh. Throwing out like lifeguard is such like a. Yeah. It's a heavy term. It's a heavy title. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Of all the people to get lifeguard as their name, it's the person who just tells, like, who just watches over a pool. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like... like if what you, other it, profession can you think of where someone is just looking at you and making sure you don't die? But I mean, like, a soldier is, like... Or, like, a, a doctor is guarding your life more than a lifeguard, I think. Maybe not. I don't know. It just... It feels like a... It feels like a very noble title. I yeah. mean, not not that it's not important. I'm like, well, I'm crying, you're keep- and you're <laughs> looking at me and trying to make me feel better. No, yeah. no. <laughs> I mean, you're keeping people alive. I'm not saying that. Like, I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm just saying that they gave lifeguards an incredibly noble title. So I would think that with that comes a lot of responsibility. Dustin, when you've been through what I've been through, you. <laughs> No, it's, I agree. I was 15, like, and I was a very, very good lifeguard, but like most of my (laughs) compatriots were terrible. The number of times I saw somebody like with their phone in the chair or like flirting or literally like with their head in their hand because we're all hung over from the night before. Lifeguard did feel like 15. Uh, I mean, hey, I got some choice laws (laughs) that I think deserve to be broken. Uh, yeah, that's one of the laws that I, I actually, I remember being at a party and someone telling it to me and being like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. As I was 18 and I met a guy at a party who was in like ROTC when I was in college. So I can vote, I can well, fight. Exactly. And it, honestly, he really was like, really. It, that makes sense. It makes me. sense. I was like, we should, and I was like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to vote or fight, but like, I should be able to drink too. And it's also yeah. the same way in like every other country that yeah. allows yeah. Yeah. alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, it, it does seem like a very arbitrary age. Yeah. So, so how many kids did you save? Oh, I, I and the, this is not to like uh, uh, sound like like I can't keep track, but I don't remember anymore. Like, because a lot of my saves, <laughs> there's just so many times. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, ne- I they only, all get together <laughs> once a year, just to drop throw a me a party, yeah. but like you know, yeah, okay. it's just you know what, they're just a tally on the wall. They're not even <laughs> people to me. No, it's like. Because most of like my <laughs> there's saves. a day in Westchester County dedicated. <laughs> Mikey to gets on top of a file cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> someone's got to take Mikey down. He's gone crazy. <laughs> He's going after the kindergartners. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's like most of my saves, like quote unquote saves, where a kid got tired or right. like took a step too far, and then I just have to like blow the whistle, run in, pick him up, bring him over. I would say a few. Uh, oh, wait, okay. hold on before. A kid got tired where it's like, I'm swimming. I am tired. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm just going to drown. Yeah, that's it. You go from distressed <laughs> swimmer, which is someone who's like having a little bit of trouble, to, you know, active drowner when they start to like spasm. They don't have any like forward momentum. And then uh, submerged and they go under. And then passive when they're just, you know, floating there. That's, that's a yeah. thing? That's yeah. like, well, that's oh, like yeah. when you hear about people who, who will like walk out too far deliberately as a way to like kill themselves. Yeah. So like they'll walk out too far so that they deliberately get tired and yeah. I didn't realize yeah. that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. We get a bonus if we save those. Oh, nice. No. 
Was this at a pool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was at a, my town had a huge, like, massive town pool. It was enormous. Howard Stern on his talk show. Do you remember, like, I want to say, uh, 18 years ago, there was that really bad drought in New York? Where, like, yeah, yeah, like you couldn't like shower, like they were trying to regulate that. Well, Howard Stern like went off on our pool because he was like, There's this pool in (laughs) Westchester that they're allowed to fill. And like, I can't water my lawn. And I was like, You don't water your own lawn. Like, maybe you can can hop off Howard Stern. (laughs) But yeah, it was a very big pool. And that's where I did most of my my life saving. Was that like the (laughs) reservoir pool or whatever? No, 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 no. Like the Croton Reservoir near there. Yeah, no, it's a Cortland Municipal Town Pool. Yeah. I will say in defense of the name lifeguard, I think that is like uh, based on the cumulative work you put in to get to the point where you are there to watch other people. Yeah. Like the the like first aid, the CPR, all of the like technique, because it's like it's a lot, to, especially for like a teenager. Like, I think it's I think it's appropriate. Right, but, but I mean, but that but I think that's partially the point is that like ignoring um, Baywatch where everybody is uh, like in their 30s, your average lifeguard's like 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so we're saying like this person is in charge of everyone's life and they can't drink and they can't like, they don't know algebra, but like... Still but they, don't. Yeah, <laughs> but they will keep everybody alive. Like if we're going to give it the title of lifeguard, shouldn't it be somebody who's like do- doing that for their career? I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I see what you're saying. I guess I'm. Yeah. I'm just gonna have to write a paper about this yeah. and publish it in. Well, we need to figure well, out the some weekly. Yeah. My dad history. was talking to me about like my dad was a pastor for a long time, and he was telling me the story. I don't remember why, but uh, people were complaining about in the church were complaining about how much the organist got paid, and they were like, he he plays like twice a week. And my dad's like, yeah, well, he's also super good. And we're not paying him for the hours he's playing now. We're paying him for the hours he put in to get to the point to, like, do that. And I've started to, like, look at different, like, jobs that way. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't shouldn't your dad's title have been Soul Guard? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> he kind of was. You're not I'm buying sure any of this, right? What'd you say? I'm sure somebody called him that, the soul guard. Probably had a really profound effect on one of the young parishioners. Soul guard. It's like my soul. Yeah. It, from the devil. I get I right. don't know. Right. Just offer it up to him. See what he says. He'll be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, he just, what I said in a different voice. Yeah, just picture Andy <laughs> older. <laughs> be like, I don't know, man. <laughs> All right, fine. Well, I'm going to write another paper about that to the church. Yeah, but they should be so good. Justin's writing a lot of papers. Yeah, much like this organist, I probably only like had to use my training training like probably five percent, two percent of the time. When you were learning that stuff, did it freak you out? Oh, I took it so seriously. <laughs> I took it so. I studied. I had the book home. I studied it. I, I learned everything. I asked follow up questions. I was so nervous about doing it wrong and killing someone. <laughs> uh, that yeah. So with that, there's like a, a, a thing that um, if you are like first aid certified or like CPR certified and you don't act in a, it, if there's like a situation and like somebody needs that and you don't do something, like you can, there are like lawful consequences to it. Yeah. And I know people who like have not jumped in because they're like, I just don't want to do it wrong. But that's like, mm-hmm. but you have to or you go to jail. 
Yeah, this might make me seem like a coward, but when I learned that rule, it almost made me not want to do it. Really? No, yeah. that doesn't. That makes yeah. sense to me. That's but scary. They, but there yeah. are also safeguards in that situation. Like, if you break somebody's ribs or you do it wrong, like, I think you can't get sued because you were doing it in right. pursuit of. Right. I yeah. think the the fear is just just the act, of, just the knowledge that you did it incorrectly. Yeah. yeah. The guilt. I was at a in high school after I had um after I. <laughs> had gotten my certification and stuff. Yeah. I was watching a dance recital thing. It was my sister or a friend or something. And then a guy started to have a heart attack in, oh. in the crowd. And then they screamed like, does any, like, is there a doctor? Like, can anyone help? And I started, <laughs> I, and, no, no, I started to put, I started to sweat immediately. Yeah. I was so nervous. And I started to put my weight on the balls of my feet to like get up and like open my mouth. And then I hear, I'm a doctor. And then I'm like, oh, my God. And I still think about that feeling, like the relief I felt um, to be like, I don't know. It was it was I I don't I still in to this day, I don't know if I would have done it. I don't know how far I would have gotten if I would have bailed, you know, it feels like a thing where you could just be like, I know CPR, but are, are you guys sure you want me to do it? Like, <laughs> like, yeah. really, is like, anybody else? <laughs> I know life saving techniques. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can talk you through it. I think that would be a better yeah. better choice, well, sir. How do you feel? Yes, yeah. I have a phone with YouTube. We can probably look it up. <laughs> we can do some tutorials. I know I had a flip phone. I would have called nine one one and just waited. Oh, yep. Yeah, that was the one thing I remember from like because I took like CPR and like they made everybody do it in like health class or whatever it was. And the one thing was always like the we always made fun. It was like you call nine one one because that was like the. The big you thing. Designate. Yeah, you have to pick a person and tell them that they have to call nine one one. Yeah, and that person's like, yes. <laughs> um, that's the only thing I remember. And I, I heard now that you don't have to do the breaths. You could just do the. Yeah, the compressions thing. is more important. They didn't know that. They change it all the time. I yeah. think I think they've kind of gotten they've refined it over the years. But now it's like you know it used to be fifteen compressions, two breaths, and it was thirty and two, and now it's like compressions are paramount. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, hmm. Uh. So what happens if you break a rule? Yeah. Like, um, unknowingly, like, or unintentionally. Uh, punish myself? No. <laughs> <laughs> but kind of, like, in my head, I do a little bit. Like, if I, uh, like, if there's a misunderstanding where I feel like I'm in the wrong and someone perceives me to have done a wrong thing, like, I will think about it to this moment right now. Like, I can probably, like, con- more than what rules do I think are not great. I can conjure moments of just like, yeah, I, I, people probably think that I'm an asshole from that for like, you know, do you have any, do you have anything that's still haunting you? Oh yeah. I was driving home. I was taking the train up to Westchester to visit my parents and I got in my car. Oh no, I must've driven. Anyways, I got in my car, I'm leaving this parking lot. And then I hate Yankee games because it makes commuting from Westchester a goddamn nightmare. Cause all these drunk assholes, <laughs> just like parade the train station and like stumble to their cars and it's very hard to get out. So I was getting off the train at the same time of a Yankee game and this, I'm trying to like pull out of the parking lot and there's like a crosswalk in front of me and this drunk guy is just standing in the crosswalk, like not moving, like not going anywhere. And I'm like, Hey buddy, like move to the side. And he doesn't. And then I beep at him. <laughs> I'm just feeling, like, I'm feeling it like, and then I murdered him, but yeah. I, and I know yeah, that's yeah. wrong, and I still feel bad about yeah, it. Yeah, I still find bits of his teeth in my grill. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no. I, uh, and then I, I give him a little beep, and he doesn't hear me, and I really lay it on. And as soon as that's happening, there's a guy, his wife, and their baby, and it scares the shit out of them. Oh man! And they're like, "It's a crosswalk. He's crossing." 
Like, you have to wait. Like, are you in it? And they started screaming at me. And I was like, no, he's drunk. He wasn't moving. Blah, blah, blah. And then, like, they helped him to, like, the side of the road. And I was like, should I have helped him? Was he drunk? Was he in trouble? Am I a monster? Am I the villain in that man's story? I mean, you definitely yeah. are the villain in that man's oh, story. Yeah, There's no... Yeah. That's fine. They're raising that baby with the story of your, oh, yeah. your villainry. <laughs> Writing songs about it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Oh no! Please don't write any. I hope a bard's not singing of that tale <laughs> in some tavern Too somewhere. Late. It's an impatient asshole leaving a Yankee game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've all been somebody's like, "Fuck that guy," right? Yeah. I mean, like, oh, you have to be. Yeah. Yeah, which is so upsetting because I like, like I I like to think that I always do like the, the right thing, is like whenever I can. But I know, like, I know that there are people. Who hate me? Everyone, and I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you can't control that. I mean, no, you can't. Because most of the time, many, many times, it's arbitrary. Yeah, like someone just hates you for whatever reason. Yeah, but for anybody who does, like, because I'm sure there are a lot of people listening who hate me. Um, <laughs> They're hate listening. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, this voice. Message me. Tell me why. Let's work it out. It's probably a misunderstanding. Do you really want that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like you don't. I do. Mm. No, you don't. I yeah. do. You think you do. You don't. <laughs> no, if somebody hates me, I want to know why they hate me. I, like, they may be but right. But if you don't know that they, like, you're you're inviting the knowledge. Right, but there I think. people you didn't even, we're not even on your radar. But right. I think everybody hates me to begin with. Yeah. So. So the, you're pleasantly surprised when they don't. Right. Great. So if I don't get, like. 300 emails right off the top. Every morning when Wait, you're like, victory. no hate mail. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Great day for Dustin. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the only one. I'm the only one who wants to know who hates me. I, I like struggle with this. Well, because like, like you said, it's art. Like a lot of times it's arbitrary yeah. and like sometimes it like, it has nothing to do with anything logical. Mm-hmm. And like speaking of rules. So I, I made a post a couple of months ago about walking. I, it, I hate when people don't walk on the right side of the Same. sidewalk. Yep. I know that it's not like a rule, but to me, that's an unwritten rule. Like mm-hmm. you follow the, the, it just makes everything so much simpler. Subway stairs too. When you right. oh, yeah. have subways. Yeah. Right. So a couple months ago, I'm walking, al- I'm walking down uh, sixth Avenue. I'm kind of against the wall cause I'm on the right side of the sidewalk and I'm about to turn the corner to go down into the subway. And there's a dude who comes off the subway and he's practically running and he kind of like bumps into me like he was running. So I didn't have a lot of time to like move. He kind of like bumps into me and he gets like super mad. And he I, he like clenched his fist. And I thought he was going to swing at me because like I didn't move out of his way. And I just kind of like brushed it off and walk and like went about my business. But I kind of like jokingly posted about it. And I was like, this is the hill I die on. <laughs> and then last week. I'm walking. I, it's a very similar situation. I'm going up 8th Avenue. I'm against the wall. And I have my headphones in and I'm not looking at the ground because I'm a very, I'm so conscious of other people's space and like, <laughs> I maybe too uh, caring about other people's well-being, but I'm just, I have my eyes kind of like looking diagonally down. So I'm not, I'm aware of my surroundings and I see this like figure in my peripheral vision and I look up and there's this enormous dude just jacked as all hell and like a foot taller than me and i'm like i'm six foot and the dude immediately starts like barking at me he's like you better get the fuck out of my way to get like just and like a barrage of these sorts of phrases and i'm I'm like by the time i had like registered he's like in my face 
and he kicks me. Oh my god! <laughs> and oh, then shoves me. What? And I didn't fall down. And I, I said, I was probably just like, "What the fuck, dude?" And like he like got right in my face, and I, he started saying something else, and I don't remember what it was, but like I couldn't help myself. So I'd like decided to make a joke. Like it was my first oh, no. instinct and it nice. w- did not help the situation. I very snarkly was just, I, I explained to him, I was like, all two way traffic in North America works this way. <laughs> I, I said it much me- meaner than that. Oh my God. Uh, and the dude's like all two way traffic. And he just goes, fuck you. And he like m- makes a fist, like kind of gives me the finger, but like touching my face and just storms off. Like, totally unprovoked. Just, I like, he easily could have, I, I don't know. I struggled for so long. I was like, why would that happen? Well, I mean, have you seen that video of, like, there's that woman on the train who just starts yelling at people and starts, like, going like that and, like, air punching, and she's, like, she's clearly influenced by something. But that's um, the thing. This guy was, like, just really well-dressed, seemed very put together. Angry, I, I guess. I don't know. Like, I was just like, the only reasoning I could get was like, this is like like an asshole looking for an opportunity to be an asshole. People looking for fights. Um, and like, it was you, though. letting that go has been like the healthiest thing I've done this week. Um, I can't imagine thinking about that more than I already do. I think about it too much. I, I don't know if I've told the story on the podcast before. It, it's mildly related, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Um, I was walking on 23rd Street and... There's a uh, school for the blind on 23rd Street. So you get a lot of people who are visually impaired. And I myself am visually impaired. So uh, I have a certain degree of compassion for that situation. And there was uh, an old lady walking with a cane and all that. Um, and she kind of had that like um, like sort of, uh, I don't know the right way to put this on there, but like I sometimes will catch myself doing this where I will like sort of put on like a help me kind of like bodily expression kind of thing. That's like a vibe you put out? Yeah, a vibe that I put out and people (laughs) pick up on it. Um, And she very much had that, but she was also sort of doing that like, you know, could somebody help me? I'm trying to get to the ball, whatever. And like I was with a few other people and we were going to go help her. Uh, And then somebody came up to her uh, and offered to help. And I don't know specifically what caused this, but then she just screamed, no tourists. I don't want help from tourists. Wow. And started swinging the cane. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, That's okay, kind of baller. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. And I was like, you, what just happened? Like, what? what? Oh, like, God, I want to know so much about her life. Yes, I do, too. What happened? Yeah, but she was ready to fight somebody just because she thought that person might not be from New York. Uh, and all the person was doing was basically just being like, hey, I can help you wherever you want to go. Like, wow. Yeah, it felt wow. like a setup of some kind. No that's tourists. how you know they're a tourist, though, because they offered to help. Yeah, I guess. Nice I mean, that's what, yeah, yeah, that must be why she knew. So she was asking for help, but if she got it, like, then she would know that it was a tourist. You didn't grow up here. Yeah. You're helping uh, me. <laughs> yeah, I guess I could have, wow. like, uh, I've only been in that situation once where a uh, on that same block, a person who was fully blind needed help crossing the street. And I was just like, I was the only one around. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I'll help you cross the street. <laughs> but this is weird. And it's really going to confuse everybody <laughs> that's seeing the situation. Uh, and it was a good joke. Yeah. And it was so much more pressure. Oh, my God. 
Knowing that you have someone else's like life in your hands, lifeguard, lifeguarding, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? I take it all back. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I dub you an honorary lifeguard. For Thank that you. Situation. <laughs> I have that authority. Oh, awesome! Yeah. I didn't know that. Do you oh, really? Yeah. Are you no. breaking a rule? Yeah. Oh, I love breaking. And now, as I've gotten older, I'm like. So you like breaking rules now? <laughs> when I break a rule, it's an event for me. And I used to go way too big with breaking rules. Um, and then I kind of like pulled it back. Cause okay, like, we need. I need to know what that. What does that mean? What's too far? What? Well, you know, when you're a, a sheltered child who's afraid of stepping out of line, and like you're under the thumb of your loving parents, and you go to college for the first time, and you're like, I'm gonna just do everything. I'm just gonna. Oh, you see that big old pole? That I'm gonna climb that pole and go to the top of it. That and okay. Put myself in danger. It's a, that's a very climbing a pole. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's a very timid breaking of the rules. Yeah. I mean. That in line with what I would do, yeah, yeah. like, but in my head, I was like, yeah. we're going to go to hookers and blow. Like, oh man. Yeah. That's, <laughs> you, you know what? Maybe I'm not as cool as I thought because I would never even, <laughs> I mean, Hey, there's, I don't shame people who do blow. I don't shame people who work in the sex, uh, you know, or sex workers, but it's, it's never been cause oh, yeah. it, for, for me, it's like, you don't know the whole story, you know, <laughs> you don't know their whole story. Okay. What yeah. what would help if you knew things were, things were legalized and regulated? Okay. You know, yeah. I think that would help everybody in the situation. Agreed. But I don't know. Yeah. It's just in my mind when I think I really break when I break the rules, I break them big. Yeah. I always go to hookers and blow as yeah. opposed to Let's climb see, a pole. It, it definitely pole. seems hey. like the it's a big thing pole. It's a big pole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, yeah. Have you ever been arrested? No, no, I got, um, I had to go to court once. I got like a ticket because I was uh, drinking a Bud Light Lime where I wasn't supposed <laughs> to be drinking. A Bud Light Lime. Oh yep. man, it was so lame. Uh, I, my friend invites me to this party and I was like maybe 18 or 19 and he was like, it's cool. It's going to be fun. It's by a lake. There's a bonfire. So me and my three friends who I invite, we go to this place. It's literally six dudes in khaki shorts standing <laughs> oh around God. a bonfire drinking Bud Light Limes. And Was it cool and oh fun? It was, I was the time <laughs> so of my light. life. I would do it all. No, it was. It sucked. And like I was turning to my friend and like we'd been there for maybe 10 minutes and I was like, yo, I'm going to finish this beer and we're going to get the F out of here. And as soon as that happened, I see like flashlights and, you know, it's like, nobody move. And it's just these two cops who were Did like, the cops laugh at you? Uh, no, no. One of them called me a dipshit. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> it was the first time I'd ever been called a dipshit. What a stereotypical yeah. cop thing. Yeah. I know. Dipshit. It's like, pay attention, you dipshit. And wow. I was like, you're six years older than me. Like, stop this. Yeah, but you were drinking a Bud Light Lime. I know. Yeah. Well, the thing was, like, there was a synagogue very close by, and it had been vandalized recently, unfortunately. So they had, like, a lot of patrol yeah, officers in the area looking for anything. And we, you know, we were, they, they got a big bust. They got a big bust. I would have thought they were just like, oh, it's just six dudes in khaki drinking Bud Light Limes. That's punishment itself. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, going to court was way easier than yeah. like being yeah. in that circle. Uh, all right. So, Heather, I have a question for you. Because oh, yeah. of all of us, yeah. I think you would probably, when we say like break the rules big time, right. would probably break the rules the hardest. Really? So when you <laughs> hear that. Really? Because I know, I, I know Andy and I know Tony. You don't know me. I know you. you know me I, I know. I know yeah, how much you're I, going to break the rules. I, but but you have this like, I'm innocent little Heather. But wait, do I? I think so. <laughs> I think everybody because the way you like, you're always very put together. You're always you know everything always matches. That there's this sense of like, <laughs> the sense, sense of, of like, order. Yeah. Oh. But oh, like, but I know 
that when you party, you party hard. Sure. So I'm curious when when you hear Andrew W. King. <laughs> <laughs> uh, always party hard. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, when I so if you were to be like, oh yeah, break. I don't know, when I think break the rules, yeah, my brain didn't go to, like, climbing a pole. I go to, like, crazy, like, mafia shit or, like, murdering a person, none of which I have done. But, like, to me, that would be the... Okay. Like, that would be, like, breaking crazy So what, what is rules. your biggest rule break? Uh, I don't really know offhand. Like, I was... Honestly, I was a very sheltered kid, too, and I was very, very well-behaved till, like, after college. Like, to the point that, you know, I doubt my parents are listening to this, but, like, having premarital sex, I was like, oh, it's a bad thing. I've done a bad thing. So, like, it took me a long time to be comfortable with, okay, like, being, I mean, like, the first time I started, like, we weren't allowed to curse growing up. Like, I was not allowed to use any sort of foul language, and now I swear like a sailor, and I enjoy that. But, yeah. Okay. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, examples of, of like... I, I, I mean, I know that when I was in, I don't, so I don't remember doing this, but my best friend from school says that I, we I went to a uh, Catholic school and she said that in senior year, I just didn't care. And I was cutting chapel, like that we had to go to chapel and that she was like, yeah, don't you remember you used to cut chapel? And I was like, I did really? She's like, yeah, you would just go hang out in your newspaper office. I'm like, really? I cut chapel. Okay, cool. Whoa, you're right. like a character in a book. Right? <laughs> <That's> like, yeah. <laughs> also that I had a newspaper office. I, I was yeah. thinking that. I was like, cut you. It was a tiny, like, it was like a closet that yeah. they were like, you can. Did you smoke under a bridge? No, I didn't. <laughs> I should have, though. No. Yeah. But uh, alas, damn. Best place to smoke. Damn bronchial trouble. I'm realizing that we're probably the, like, the four most well-behaved people. <laughs> I was just going to say, know. when I you said, like, do think, break, yeah. any, like, rule-breaking I can think of, it still is, like... It, Tempered by my like own personal like yeah same this is the right thing to do right yeah. and it's like so respectful that he like the second I would get caught doing something I'd be like yes, you'd sir. feel really bad right <laughs> yeah. yeah same like I could never yeah to me the worst thing would be like I really like my brain goes to like murdering somebody it's like the worst thing you could do like taking someone's life and I still like I'm like I, I couldn't no there's no there's no middle ground between cutting chapel and going <laughs> no. to the new newspaper <laughs> office and then murder no because by the time that I like started drinking i was already of legal age so Mm -hmm. uh, that wasn't even that yeah yeah tony did you ever cut class uh yeah 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 in high school uh never in high school (laughs) no i was a good i feel like that's when it counts yeah yeah Yeah, i cut class in college but oh i did too i cut senior cut day because like you kind of had to that's amazing but then everybody had to i didn't (laughs) i didn't do it (laughs) I, I did, but we I actually didn't. We didn't get our shit together to actually go do anything until like three thirty when school would have otherwise been right. like out already. So we like I felt like we even did that wrong. See, we were like kind of rewarded for coming to school that day, which was like one hundred times better than just like playing N sixty four in somebody's basement or whatever it was. <laughs> oh, that sounds fun though. Nice. The only time I like skipped anything was <laughs> after I took an advanced placement uh you've already lost euro ap euro history exam at the end of the year and i would have gone back to school for like two hours and everyone else did and i had like a moral crisis i was like should i go back to the class (laughs) it was the only time oh yeah Yeah. the guilt i mean i mean our our teachers knew about senior they knew what day it was going to be so like every teacher was like okay well i won't i'll see you guys on 
Because it was like on a Thursday. Yeah, it was like, I'll see you guys on Friday, knowing that people weren't going to be there. So I was like, I guess. Wow. I don't want to be like the one dude just like staring at a teacher. But who just shows up, yeah. Although but I But then did... that's fun. Then the teacher's like, <laughs> like, I don't know. The teachers then were just like, oh, let's all just like chat. Yeah, no, that could have been. I, I, I was the kid, though, that sat in the front of the bus uh, when I took the bus to school because the teacher would, or the bus driver would like take things away from kids, like if they were playing with like a ball or whatever. And then he would just give them to me. Oh, <laughs> that's really? smart. Yeah, because oh, I was nice to him. Yeah. So, I mean, he wouldn't do it immediately. He'd give it to me like the next day. So it wasn't like a, here you go. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I figured I could get free shit by being nice to the bus driver. So I did. That's hilarious. Smart. Oh, my yeah. God. Because <laughs> what's he going to do with it? <laughs> that's true. What is he? Yeah. Drive oh, a wow. bus. Yeah. yeah. So try doing that on the MTA. See if they give you free shit. I don't think they oh, will. Oh, man. I was on a bus this afternoon. I should have tried it. Yeah. <laughs> next time you're on, a, next time you're on a bus, just right. ask the bus driver for free things and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. What have you confiscated? <laughs> yeah. Look yeah. Through What's the best thing that you've confiscated <laughs> yeah. today? Um, cool. Are we ready to uh, move on to the speed round? I have one more question. Yeah. Oh. Does yeah. anybody else in your family uh, or any other friends like share this same kind of uh, adherence to rules, written and otherwise? Family, yes. My sister is similar to that in a lot of ways. She's a little bit more lax than I am. My friends, it's it's. I'm pretty much just a subject of ridicule. Uh, all of my friends are normal, well-adjusted human beings with like strong moral compasses. They don't need all these fictional like <laughs> like self-induced rules to live healthy lives. I am uh, an outlier, and I think I need and them to mock me. You, you mentioned <laughs> also being like lovingly guarded by your parents. So were your parents pretty rule-abiding? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mine yeah. were too. Yeah. yeah, my dad, like, he loves rules. And, like, he grew up, like, very Catholic, so, like, yeah. they're, they're nothing but rules. Mm-hmm. Like, he stayed in a marriage, like, long after, my before my mother, he stayed in a marriage, like, long after he should have because he felt that God wanted him to be oh, wow. married. And then it wasn't until, like, a very close friend who was a priest, like, told him, like, if you're miserable, God doesn't want that. And then, like, he divorced her, like, <laughs> the next day. Wow. You just need someone to tell you that it's all right. Wow. Yeah weird yeah um anything else no <laughs> okay <laughs> i feel like andy's mad at me definitive no. no no um all right so just me movie A movie that you like that maybe not other, not other people do oh um mm. oh, i knew this was coming <laughs> I, I, should, <laughs> I should have thought of something uh just me. There's a movie. This it's probably isn't just me. I've just never talked about it with anybody. There's a movie from when I was a kid called Where Back. A about, dinosaur story. A dinosaur story. Yeah, it's great. I love it. It's so fun. What I is it? Was, I thought it made me sad. Yeah. It's oh, a no. Spielberg produced uh, animated film. Yeah. 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 It's great about it. it's dinosaurs. They get plucked from their time. They get brought to modern day. Well, I guess nineties New York and. They join a circus and this Professor Screw Eye. It's a great movie. He said it's I think I've talked yeah. about the ending to that movie on this podcast. Before. <laughs> Are you really? serious? Do you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Wait, I haven't seen it in a long time, but So like the villain and so there's this like whimsical old man and he's the guy who like he makes this machine that like children's like wishes and dreams float up to him in bubbles and they're like, I wish dinosaurs were real. And that's like the most common one. And he he's the guy who makes the dinosaurs come to life, these like cartoony uh, friendly dinosaurs. Can they like talk? Or are they? Still yeah, okay. John Goodman voices the T Rex. Oh and, yeah, it's a great movie. Uh, but that guy has a twin brother who is evil, and they call him Screw Eye because one of his eyes is a screw. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie ends with him 
he has like crows around him all the time and the movie ends with the crows swarming him and then they dis they dissipate and there's just a screw left on the ground and that tortured wow. me as a child. Yeah, like spinning. Yeah. It's like they ate him bones and all, these birds. Wow. Yeah. But they left the screw. What's this movie called again? We're back. We're back. Like W E apostrophe R E B A C K. Also, there is a <laughs> this is so dumb. Nobody's gonna look this up. But if you happen to watch We're Back, <laughs> there is a scene where uh some of the main characters are walking through uh streets of like um like New York uh and there are basketball uh courts behind mm-hmm. them and the animators the funniest thing in the movie is the basketball game going on behind them i can't even describe <laughs> to you how funny it was as a kid like it's just a bunch of dudes and they're playing terribly like they're getting hit with the ball and they're falling <laughs> down it's so subtle and so tiny and i didn't notice it until i was like way older but I have so much respect for whoever put that in there. And if you ever watch it, like, look for the people playing basketball in the background. Okay. I will say, YouTube that. I think the movie, I was going to say, might be on one of those, like, it's either, I can't remember, like, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Look like out that. for those basketball right. boys. <laughs> Tell them Tony and Andy sent you. <laughs> uh, there's a button for that. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Um, just me music? Um. Uh, I've really, I've really gotten into recently. My friend sent me this playlist. It's called like Japanese city pop. Do you know that genre of music? No. In like the 1980s, like because of like technology and like uh, Japan's industry was really booming. So there's a lot of like nightlife. And then this genre of music came out that kind of like reflected like the high energy, like affluent. It's very jazzy, very poppy. It's got some really incredible vocalists and like instrumentation on it. So I've been listening to that quite a bit. It's Japanese. Japanese? Yeah. 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 City pop. Yeah, city pop is like the genre, um, but yeah, if you like if you like jazz or dancing, I, I say All I recommend it. Yeah, interesting. Is there a, a band to look out for? Um, it's all good. So, okay. It's all good. All of the artists are equally fantastic. No, I can't think okay. of a specific artist to recommend right okay. now. But uh, all right. Plastic Love is like probably the definitive track in like that genre that kind of like kicked it off. So I would say look for Plastic Love. Yeah. Okay. I'm afraid to just Google that straight up. Well, you should mm. be. But, uh, this, is, this is all a trap. This yeah. is a sting operation. Yeah. Um, that feels like a, a thing yeah. that will bring up browser history problems. Go, go to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm. uh, uh, just me food? Oh. Um, now I'm pretty, pretty, pretty basic when it comes to my favorite food. My favorite foods are recently I've decided uh, a Reese's eggs, um, like the Easter Reese's mm-hmm. peanut butter cups. Those are my favorite food. Um, the, the egg shaped ones or the flat ones that are like, um, do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like the big egg shaped ones. Well, there's ones that are like kind of flat and it's an egg shape, but then there's the ones that are, they're like the size and actual shape of an egg, like a Cadbury egg. The ones with the flat flat on the side. Those are the best. And mashed potatoes. Those are probably my two favorite foods. (laughs) Do you combine them? Uh, yes. Mm. Yeah. 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 I, I, it, it wasn't you that doesn't like mashed potatoes, right? It was. It's not that I don't like them. I just, I don't, like, I watched you eat them earlier, and I was just like, I don't get it. <laughs> well, you watched what? him eat them. I mean. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, mashed potatoes were wonderful. Yeah. yeah. It's a comfort food. It's like, because it was made for me a lot when I was younger, so, like, it is my, like, number one comfort food. You just not food. like the taste? You just, like, kind of, it, eh. It's just so plain <laughs> to me. I don't know. For It's just, like, there's nothing to it. Like, unless there's, like, stuff in it or on it. 
Yeah, that's always going to be a thing between us. That's always going to... It's a wall of mashed potatoes. Dustin, this yeah. is how you don't get rescued. Yeah, no, I'll forgive. I'll forgive and forget in a in a <laughs> if in, you in a if situation. you start lagging behind because you see mashed potatoes, <laughs> then really I will leave like you. A mirage, yeah. a mirage yeah. of a big bowl. If there's a giant thing of mashed potatoes, I'm alerting the whole group to the like. You don't think that's a trap? <laughs> it's worth it. Is it though? Yes, it's totally worth it. The abundance of potatoes, we, Dustin, we can make mashed potatoes when we are safe. We'll strategize about this later because yeah. I, I, mashed potatoes in hand are worth more than mashed potatoes later. So you will not in have this time in the post-apocalypse scenario. It's like instead of a zombie apocalypse plan, you guys need to have your mashed potato plan. <laughs> and I will say, like, I really draw the line at mashed potatoes in my hand. <laughs> Well, the, I mean, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, well, we don't have lots of fancy plates. It's the apocalypse. I, I would argue that is... Here's a question for you. Shoot. Mm-hmm. Hypothetically, there is an apocalypse that leaves us uh, in ruins but still alive. What rules do you still keep? What rules do you decide to break as for, a matter of survival? First rule I'm probably going to break... Is I'm gonna go to a mall yeah. after hours and just jump on all the beds and <laughs> and try on all the fancy clothes and like that's have a like a, a fun day at the mall. First thing. Pretty woman, try on clothes. Exactly. Yeah. I'm gonna pretty woman yeah. myself. I'm gonna okay. snap a beautiful box of jewelry onto my fingers. I like that it's not like get weapons or food. It's like now I'm gonna he, jump. He'll do, the that, bed. he'll do that the next morning after he's yeah, had yeah. a night of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever like Napoleon did in uh, that in um, Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. That's what I want to do. Of course, <laughs> I was like yeah, yeah. Napoleon. Yeah. Like went into the wilderness. Maybe it was in the Genghis cold? Khan. It was somebody I forgot who did it. Whoever no, I think it was Napoleon. Were, I feel yeah. like all of them were there. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, um, uh, your just me celebrity crush. Uh, this is a controversial one because, like, I've Genghis heard some Khan. not it's Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, Napoleon. It's Napoleon. Oh, he wasn't. Everyone thinks he shorty wasn't. Um, Sorry, no, it's controversial. Because uh, uh, I heard some stuff that she, I, I heard, it's one of those things where, like, I heard that she had said something that is bad, but okay. I didn't actually hear what she said. Janine Garofalo. Okay. When I was a yeah. kid and I saw her in Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, I thought she was the coolest, most, like, amazing, interesting person ever. And I think now that I say that, I think it's because she smoked and was always breaking rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was like the representation of the one kid that broke rules oh and like was sort of flaunted yeah. it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was one of the mm-hmm. few like, I don't give a fuck girls at the time, too. Like, yeah. yeah. She was the yeah. Aubrey Plaza of her generation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I'll wear pants. I don't care. Yeah. I'll do whatever. Yeah. My, they, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was going to say, like, and I'm just remembering now, like my mom from when I was very little, like above all other bad things, like told me like, you can never smoke. Smoking is like the worst thing you can possibly do. It killed everyone I love. Like it's horrible. Like, oh but, but I, I get where she's coming from. It's right. a bad habit, but she would smoke in that movie and I'd be like, you're doing the worst thing ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's hot. Okay. So, I so I guess if we're to sum up this, we realize that Tony is sexually attracted to rule breaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah, it yeah. seems like mm-hmm. 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Did that carry over into other th- movies? Oh, where there was like a bad person. Well, like specifically with Janine Garofalo, because she she played a lot of this similar. Like, yeah, were you into like 
Mystery Men. <laughs> I did like her in Mystery Men. I liked Mystery Men for a number of right. reasons. Her being in it was one of them. Uh, when she did, um, oh my god, Wet Hot American Summer. I loved her in that. Like when that came in, like two thousand one or something. Like mm-hmm. I was like, yes, please sign me up. It was great. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why I love Jean Garofalo, Jean Garofalo <laughs> so much. Yeah, no, I'm with you, though. Yeah. Especially because she was, like, that of her time, like, when she first came out, she was the only person to like her. Yeah. And it was definitely interesting. And you didn't see people like her uh, represented a lot. Yeah. Like, girls were always, like, the good girls. Yeah. And, and she wasn't a bad girl, but she was definitely, like, showed you that, like, it was cool to not, like, follow everything yeah. and care. and. And I don't, I don't like it as much now, but like, because I've done more comedy since then, but like the fact that she would frequently come up there with like her book and like just find things in her book to talk about. Yeah. It just seemed like, whoa, everybody else is so prepared and you're just like, I'm going to talk about whatever I feel I get. And it was like, now I'm like, you should have been prepared. Like you should have known what you were going to talk about. Like (laughs) it's not that hard to memorize. It's a 20 minute special. But, um, but at the time it was just like, that's. She's dangerous. She's a rebel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, if people want to hear more about what you're doing, where can they find out more about what you're doing or oh, see you? Uh, don't have a strong social media presence. <laughs> I will tweet or Instagram every now and then. Um, what's the handle? I don't remember. But if you want to see me perform comedy, uh, most Friday nights at the Armory, 9.30 p.m., uh, 36th Street between 8th and 9th, a uh, theater called The Tank. I do improv with a team called Falcon Toss. Um, and Sketch. And Sketch. I do Sketch with... With me. With you. Yeah. Heather. I remembered your name. <laughs> so like whenever you. somebody good. says, like, like with also... You have that moment of panic. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's person... Yeah, but obviously... Uh, yeah, we have monthly shows. When's our next show? Uh, May 15th? Yeah. 14, 15, something like that. Yeah, it's going to be like fun. It's like the second week in May. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen her perform, she's fantastic. Oh, so are you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Uh, Tony and I have been paired a lot uh, mm-hmm. this season in, yeah, as I, scene partners, which has been really fun. It's been great. I, I do have a bone to pick with you about Please this, do, though. Do um, uh, for those of you who have not frequently come to see Be Kind Rewind, mm-hmm. their sketch team, um, there's a game that has developed uh, uh, called uh, what, Tony, what character is Tony going to play? Uh, and beforehand, everybody decides... Uh, what what character they think you're going to be? This is, is an informed decision based on the uh, this the program the, the program that tells and you the name. Is of this a game? Because I had not heard of this game. Is this a game for the other team for the big one that you guys yeah. have? No, yes. no, no. This anybody can play. It. Anybody plays it. It's not like in terms of like our shows. No, this is like specifically Tony. Okay. Yeah. Right. People playing the game at Be Kind Rewind shows because it is about what Tony will play. And it had been going on yeah. for a long time before yeah. I right. and, had any inkling. Yeah. And the rule is that if somebody gets it right, Tony has to buy them dinner. Right. Who <laughs> um, I was not consulted about. The, yeah. The second <laughs> second place gets coffee. And I think, th- I don't know what third place gets. Tony. I didn't even know the coffee thing. Yeah. Tony, uh, these are rules. I know. Right. Tony, you've broken <gasps> them. You're right. <gasps> so, um, so far, Tony has not bought anybody dinner. Um, or coffee, That's for fair. that matter. Um, there are a bunch of people who are owed dinner and coffee because some people have gotten it right. Uh, I think um, Leslie got reporter last t- last time. Um, oh yeah, news news anchor man. News yeah. Anchorman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, I know Sonia's owed. So um, <laughs> that astronaut one though, that's still controversial. Yeah, I I, I know I posted that yeah. on the Instagram that day. Yeah. So yeah. So we can disqualify that one, but the point is. That in terms no of, uh, in terms of rules, um, we've established rules. Um, 
people should come see the show and join in on the what character is Tony going to play game. Uh, but, you know, we're going to keep calling you out until, yeah. Yeah. until you start buying people dinner. What? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, if anybody wants to come over for a big bowl of mashed potatoes and some Reese's eggs, please do. I have that every night, and I always make too much, so please. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you should. this should be a thing where to enter this game, you pay like $2 or something like that. So this isn't coming out of Tony's pocket. No, no, it That's should come fair. out of Tony's pocket. Mm-hmm. Why, why wouldn't it come out of Tony's pocket? I'm on your side, man. Yeah, why wouldn't it come out of my pocket? Because <laughs> I... <laughs> How many sketch shows have you been in? <laughs> a bunch. I do I do have a good amount of There's dinners. a lot of meals. Right, it's a yeah. maximum of one dinner per show because it's true. the first person gets dinner. I'm thinking I might do a big dinner. A potluck. And just invite everyone to come over and, and have a nice dinner, like a victory banquet. Just a lo- okay. You don't know it, but at Tony's apartment, they have a very long banquet table. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much just one. It's, it's not a studio. It's a banquet hall. Right. Um, just, yeah. But there's no bathroom or windows. But it's it's really nice. All right. Cool. Well, well I'll I'll let everybody know. Wow. Consider themselves fully invited to your house. If you have won the Tony DeFeo Tournament Supreme, which I think is the official name <laughs> yeah, of it, that's which, what it is. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, you are cordially invited to my house. Oh, I can't wait to see what the next one is going to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, go go check them out and see and participate in the game. It's a lot of fun. It's bizarrely, like, not bizarre, but, like, it is a lot of fun. Because the shows are good to begin with, but then the whole time you're just sitting there going, I hope I won, I I hope I won. It's a nice sub-game throughout, like, the... I'll ask after. I don't want to spend airtime asking these questions. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm an open book. No, I'm still, like, I still haven't wrapped my brain around what... So are you guys just coming up with characters that you're like, I think Tony would play this? Yeah. it's But it's based on, like, you get it when you pay to enter the show, which you all should. It's only five bucks. Yeah. Uh, there's a list of every sketch and who wrote the so sketch. It's based so on if that. it's like uh, the sketch name is like Morning Glory, somebody's like Tony's a rocket. I think. What'd you say? Tony's a rocket. Right. Tony's a rocket. Tony's playing a rooster. Uh, oh, yeah. Tony is uh, he's uh, a janitor or something. Like you, you like picture whatever it is in your mind. Uh, you only get to pick one thing, though. Mm. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be like the first sketch, but you, your guess, your guess is based on. Uh, I mean, unless you're a fool, your guess is based on. <laughs> but based on the, the first couple, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. or uh, daring. I, I personally, I knew you were going to be an, an astronaut, and then I ended up seeing you because I had gone backstage briefly to uh, speak to Katie briefly, and I, I decided to like go rogue, and because I had seen that. I didn't look at the set list, and I, I guessed something, and I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I missed that show, but uh, oh, you, next one. You did miss. Yeah. No, I did. You I did heard miss. it was great. It was, good, uh, it was a good one. Cool. All right. Uh, I think we are about out of time. Yeah. We, we went crazy over what we normally do. Uh, broke rules. I yes. Know, oh, man. I'm, I'm dripping with anxiety. <laughs> All right, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And we'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye. Bye. So when the apocalypse comes. Yeah. Okay. So the mashed potatoes. 